What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. Sonja Mangtal here, having a good week, and I hope you all are having a wonderful week because we have a nice open dialogue, you and I, hopefully every week now. This is uh, my second week doing this in a row after almost a year-long hiatus, so I welcome you back, dear listener. Um, and I want to talk about something this week that's been on my mind for a while, especially over the last year and a half, two years, where a lot of us, I'm sure, who were on lockdown, were kind of wondering, how do I do the things I like to do? How do I market myself? How do I run a stay-at-home business? Um, you know, how do I kind of get myself out there online? Because more people these days spend their time online than they do offline, right? And that is, of course, SEO versus creativity. Now, if you don't know what SEO is, SEO is basically search engine optimization. But ultimately, that is, you know, how do you get discovered online? And usually when it comes to marketing, um, you know, this is a creative podcast where we like to talk about things to help you, the middle class or any class listener who's kind of trying to get like an instruction manual on how to be creative because there is no instruction manual, really. It's just, you just got to get out there and start doing stuff. But a lot of people think, okay, oh, I wasn't born learning how to draw or I wasn't born with an innate talent to sing. But guess what? Most people in the creative field who do this professionally weren't either. And they just put in the work and they do things, try to flex their muscles. And so it's kind of weird right now, right? Because... Um, even though, you know, we like to think, oh, if I'm just that good of a singer and I practice every day, somebody will discover me. Or if I'm just that good of a comedian or that good of a writer, somebody will discover me. Well, um, how will they discover you if you're not putting yourself out there? You know, how will they discover you if you don't have an enticing video thumbnail or you don't have a nice, cool blog that is getting shared, right? We've all heard the thing, like if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody, you know, hear it? Does it make a sound? Well, on the same note, you know, sure, there are stories of like Plato or not Plato, Picasso or, you know, Edgar Allan Poe or some famous writers back in the day um, that spent their whole life in obscurity. But I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? No, we all have dwindling attention spans. And so it's very important these days to kind of understand the balance between, you know, getting discovered and, you know, kind of flexing your muscles creatively. And those lines are being blurred. You know, I'm sure a lot of us see people like TikTok doctors like real estate agents doing Instagram reels with like cool editing and flashy transitions and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you might be asking, is that creative or, um, and by the way, as I always say, yes, it is creative because creativity is not, oh, I'm a creative. You can be creative in anything. You know, I know doctors who are insanely creative, amazing singers, better than professionals, you know, who may do it full time or just jaded by the rat race of, you know, singing at bars or whatnot. And that's fine. That's just how things work. But it's very, very important in 2022, 2023, 2024, and the future to kind of have this balance, right? You know, SEO, search engine optimization. Um, for those of you who don't know how to get discovered online, you know, a lot of people think, oh, if that person just, you know, I get messages all the time, put me in a video or can I work with you? And it's like, yeah, but I'm kind of trying to figure this out just like you are, right? Like when it comes to getting discovered online, usually there's kind of push versus pull, which is what I like to think, or intent driven, which is, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the best new DSLR camera, which I'm going to buy pretty soon. Um, and then I search for it, right? And we've all seen these things where as soon as you start searching, you're telling Amazon, hey, I'm in the 
the market for a new laptop cover or, hey, I'm in the market for a new apartment or a new car. And then you start to see all those ads everywhere versus kind of where it's like pushing to you, whereas like you might be on Facebook and this new car on your newsfeed gets your attention or you aren't looking for a camera or a vacation to Bali, but then you see a cool ad and that kind of grabs your attention of, oh, this water slide in Bali is amazing. Look at this GoPro thing of us flying through it. And then you decide you want to go to Bali. Like you were never thinking about it, but now all of a sudden you are, right? So it interrupted your day and it got you to buy a product. And I'm sure a lot of us are guilty of, we see like a cool gadget on Instagram or whatnot, and then we buy it for no apparent reason and we never use it again, right? So those are kind of the things with, so although I'm calling this podcast SEO versus creativity, I'm basically calling it, you know, marketing yourself versus staying true to being a creative person and doing the stuff you want to do, right? And a lot of you, you know, who, whether it's in, uh, whether you're trying to be creative for your profession, whether it's having an IT startup or whether it's having, um, you know, you're a medical person or a, uh, you know, an, uh, a business person or whatnot or an entrepreneur or whatever, versus those of you who are going into traditional kind of creativity, which is filmmaking, uh, editing, uh, you know, singing, uh, comedy, etc. Um, I'm here to tell you, honestly, both of you, unfortunately, have to do both, right? And it's weird because guess what? A singer has to also do his or her taxes. He also, they also, a, a film crew or a film production person has to also learn how to get approvals and do PowerPoints and do pitches and that and do all that office work. So just like creatives have to do office work, those of us in the office field may have to do creative work, right? And that's what I don't, that's what I think gets lost kind of in translation a lot. You know, I have so many friends who are uh, filmmakers, editors, whatnot, and they're just so like, dude, I don't want to freaking go on Instagram and like write stories and, and like get in front of the camera and all that. Well, why not? You know, I mean, everybody's doing it now and it's interesting, right? Like my, my brother, for example, he has a great business. They do weddings, DJs, that sort of stuff. So any, you know, big Indian event in California or the West Coast of the U.S., if they need music, you know, usually they'll call him, um, him and a few other companies. But it's like, well, if I'm somebody who wants to hire somebody, right, writing, uh, um, startups, comedian, whatever, uh, you may know being a comedian or being a wedding professional or being somebody in, in, you know, the digital marketing space or the entrepreneurial space, who the best people are in your field. But the person who's looking for, you know, a photographer for, for photography, perfect example, right? I'm sure all of us know photographers, all of us see photographer friends who are amazing, but they bitch about, or they complain about other people who get more work than them. But those people are putting themselves out there. Whereas your photographer friend who may be 10 times better is not right. And the person who's trying to hire that person, you know, the, the busy lady who has nine businesses or the married housewife who's juggling her kids and just needs a photographer for that need. She doesn't care who the top 20 guys are, who the top two guys are. She just wants to know who's going to get this thing done for me, you know, as quickly as possible. Right. So what do all of us do? It's the same thing with restaurants, right? We all quickly search and whatever the top two or three things are, even though there may be a million better restaurants, we just go to the top two or three usually because we have a need and we want to fix it. I'm sure there's a bunch of jaded restaurant owners like, ah, how could you go there? He doesn't even make his food fresh. But I don't know. It was in front of me. I was hungry. I didn't really think about it that much, right? And so this sort of stuff happens time and time and time again. And on two fronts, right? If you are a creative person, you got to learn how to do the non-creative things. But if you are a traditionally non-creative person, 
as we've all seen people on Instagram who are in, I know an anesthesiologist who's making TikTok or Instagram reels. And I'm sure it's probably annoying for him to do that um, because he went to med school and he just thought, man, like, what's the point? But guess what? Doctors have been doing this forever. You know, they may not have been doing it on Instagram, but Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil or who I'm sure a lot of therapists think Dr. Phil might be a hack. I don't know. I don't watch him. I have no idea if he's legit or not. I'm sure he's great to some degree. But, you know, he was the one getting out there probably while the rest of them finally finished their schooling and were like, all right, I'm going to make my 300K a year and just go into obscurity. He was probably still hustling. Like, I may not be the best academic doctor, but I'm going to get in front of reporters and media and build a brand for myself, right? And I'm sorry to tell you, that's kind of the world we are in right now, where on one hand, you need to put your, you know, roll your sleeves up, get your kind of feet wet and still learn your craft, Um on the, on the flip side, you also have to constantly be putting yourself out there, reminding people, you know, your newsfeed is no longer free access to your friends anymore. The Facebook algorithm is crap now because I guess there was just too much junk. And all of us who have built Facebook fan pages, unfortunately, they took away access to our 20, 30, 100,000 fans. Same thing with YouTube, you know, same thing with, uh, I'm sure, the rest of the social media sites, right? So it's crazy. Like there's this constant balance that uh, a lot of people don't realize they constantly need to do. And if you're going to be the one sitting there complaining, like, I don't want to do this. I didn't want to sign up for this. I mean, dude, it's happening everywhere, right? A lot of people think, oh, if I could just be a famous movie star, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about all of this stuff. And they miraculously think becoming a famous movie star overnight is going to happen for them. But guess what? Even movie stars are sent on marketing tours, right? Dude, they say, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, the cover is important. You know, I've written a book with HarperCollins in India, right? And we went over what the cover should be and how it should appeal to people who are walking by at the airport who want to buy this book impulsively or whatnot, right? Even movie titles and movie posters, like, I'm sure you've heard stories like they were going to call Lord of the Rings, you know, Lord of the Fantasy or like some other thing. Even they sit in focus groups. And, you know, if you're spending tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, you know, trying to get people's attention in a world where it is impossible and getting harder and harder and harder to get people's attention. I mean, these are things you got to do, dude. Like I have a, um, you know, in stand-up comedy, I see a lot of people uh, who are doing all sorts of things and, you know, they put up clips and then the clips don't do well and then they complain. And then other people, you know, do online courses where they sh where they share their skills like this is sadly, I'm telling you, it, it is the future, whether you like it or not. Right. So there's a flip side to this. So, right. There, there's a big, big uh, flip side to this. OK, because creativity, as, as lame as it might sound to you and as like unpure as it might sound to you. Creativity is meant to be marketed and sold, okay? Like innovation even, if you think, if you kind of extrapolate creativity into innovation on the technology side or the business side, all those things like ultimately need to have a purpose, right? Like ultimately someone's going to discover if it's even possible how to travel faster than light. And I'm sure we're going to use that, right? We're going to make money from that. We're going to expand, expand humanity. Well, that's got really deep really quick. But like, look, dude, even like, even people who have 
God bred bread and butter skills like, you know, Michael Jordan or Shaquille O'Neal or Sachin, uh, you know, in cricket or Dhoni or Virat Kohli or, you know, Usain Bolt, even then those organizations like the NBA has to exist to constantly remind people, hey, this is a sport that people are good at. Please watch. You know, if there was no NBA, if there was not 10,000 people working in the NBA trying to remind us about it, do highlights on ESPN, have sports radio podcasts, constantly trying to ask, why do you think they ask you, hey, who do you think would win between, you know, Sachin Tendulkar in his prime and Dhoni in his prime or Michael Jordan versus Kobe, you know, in their primes? Because they're just constantly trying to stay, keep you in the loop and keep you engaged uh, with, you know, their creative products, right? So it's weird, right? Like when I was growing up, we thought, okay, you know, just study the piano, you know, and you'll become an amazing pianist and that'll be that, right? And you'll be awesome and people will come see you or or, or a singer or just learn how to write, constantly be writing, you know? But that's... I've been doing comedy for a long time. And let me tell you, like, there's always a balance. You will always see people who on one end of the spectrum, you know, on the good end of the spectrum, they have a great mix of they're still going out there. They're still working on their craft. They're still taking feedback. They're still getting their ego put in check. You know, even tonight, I'm going to an open mic. I've been to a million open mics. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go anymore. I'm so done with this stuff. But every few weeks, I got to remind myself, you know, no one's here to see you if you're not funny and you got to perform in some place of two or three people because that's how you work on your craft, right? And so that's the kind of sweet, I'm not saying I'm like in the sweet spot, but you want to be in the sweet spot where you're always a beginner while you're still trying to be an expert, right? And on the flip side, there's people, and I'm sure a lot of us know these people, right, who all of a sudden their Instagram changes overnight and now they're like a life coach. Now they're like an entrepreneur. Now they're a comedian. Now they're a singer because they went on, they did comedy once or they did mentorships once or they made a course overnight. And those people also are going to have a harsh reality check because those people, I agree there is some degree of trying to fake it to make it, but those people take it way too far, right? So don't try to be the one who's just like all marketing and no substance and don't try to be the one who's all substance, all pure, but then just wakes up jaded and upset that all these people who are less skilled than them are passing them by. And I've probably felt that way. I'm sure I'm probably guilty of that. Try to be somewhere in the middle, you know, like whatever you are doing, there is always downtime to get a well-rounded, uh, you know, picture of what gaps you got to fill. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know, I get so many emails like, hey, we've launched a new app about helping people do this and this. Can we come on, you know, your thing? And I appreciate the effort of people, you know, I don't always agree to it, but I appreciate the effort that people are trying to find new and innovative ways to get their, you know, things heard because this is a huge thing, right? People don't realize this. Once you finally do commit to your dreams, you know, once you finally do commit to doing something, there's acceptance of that. And then only does the real thing begin. You know, so many people get caught up in the self-help of just follow your dreams, follow your passions. But dude, that's like kindergarten once you're serious about it. Like once you get pat, it's like, it's like asking a girl out versus being in your 10th year of marriage and knowing how to make it work. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so like the training wheels of, okay, I'm finally getting to, commit to doing this, but now the real work begins. So I, I pat you for, you know, being commendable, or I commend you for, you know, starting, 
But trust me, dude, nobody cares. Like once you have left from, okay, I'm a, I'm an IT person. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to focus on photography, which is my passion now. And then you get into the room pool of photographers, some of them who've been doing it for 10 years, some of them who are doing it for 10 minutes, some have been doing it for 20 years. Nobody cares that, you know, you've committed to this because they've been grinding away. Life has passed a lot of them by. Life has made some of them famous and then brought them back down to earth. And then some people are just taking off, right? But nobody cares. Now, those are your peers, just like nobody cares on your third day at Infosys or Microsoft, because while it might have been exciting when you were in college to say, I'm going to be you know, an engineer, once you're there, no one's going to pat you on the back. Now, it's, let's get to work, right? So I hope I didn't ramble too much. Um, I really do appreciate you guys who have stuck with me over the years listening to this podcast. Um, that's all I wanted to say. It's just really important to kind of get your message uh, across, you know, even big companies as I did, I had another podcast where, you know, if Beyonce needs to market, so do you, but just remember, right. There is during COVID, I took a course on some website, I think digitalmarketer.com or one of these, they had like a free uh, course that they were doing for COVID. I have no affiliation to them. I'm just letting you know, that's the one I did. And it helped me so much, dude, because I was looking at it and as comedians, we get upset, you know, like, oh God, I don't want to do like this like meme text with like the black bars like over my videos, right? But, you know, ultimately the jokes or the content that I'm trying to make is still the same. It's just how do you package it? How do you wrap it up? You know, is it a, a 30 minute thing? Is it a podcast? Is it a five second, you know, little snippet Insta story? There's so many ways to get your message across and that's the kind of world we live in because we're all trying to fit it in this little box that I'm recording this podcast on, right? So um, let me know if you guys want me to talk about anything else specifically, if this helped you. Um, I'm really enjoying doing these and I love talking about this sort of stuff. So anybody uh, you know who has more questions, drop me a DM on Instagram or on Twitter and I'll see you guys next week. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. Birdie num num.